How many of you, including us, have gotten calls, those automatic calls on a random Wednesday afternoon, you're in the middle of your work zone, and this is me, this is how I usually work. I'm in my work mode, I'm working, I'm cranking out on work, then I get a call, it's a number I don't recognize, and I usually don't pick those numbers up, but I decide to pick it up. And on the other line I hear, have you, have you recently purchased um, is your is your Hyundai Elantra insured or if something was to happen to your vehicle what would happen hold on while I collect you know somebody basically trying to sell an auto warranty I mean all of us have had those so the story today is actually about a gentleman who owned a auto warranty marketing company gentleman this gentleman um owned a auto warranty company in 2014 i think that may have been the beginning or the early stages of his company he basically had about six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in profit taxable income did not file a tax return for his business and in 2014 he also got paid a million dollars from the company as an expense they paid him a salary and what he ended up doing with that million dollars is instead of depositing into his personal account, he deposited it into another account that was under another company's name and was basically paying his personal expenses from that company's account. <laughs> it was a completely different company that he had created. So paying his personal expenses from this account, his mortgage was being paid from that account. Wow. He was spending money from that account, but did not report that million dollars on his income. And this is where he got caught. Or this is my view of where I think he got caught because it doesn't mention it. And it only mentions 2014 and 2015. But before I tell you how he, I think he got caught, let me talk about 2015. So for 2015, he filed his tax return for the business. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he still did not file his, include the million dollars in his personal income tax return that he got paid from the company. So he got paid a million dollars in 2014, mm -hmm. didn't include it in his personal taxes, got paid a million dollars in 2015, didn't include it in his personal taxes, did the whole strategy of transferring money to the fake company name and spent money from there. This is where I think he got caught. You want to know what I think? I think because it talks about 2014, the business tax return and 2015, the, the business, it doesn't mention the 2015 business tax return. I think he filed a 2015 tax return for the business. It showed as an expense line item of salary of payments or of owners, whatever in um, equity or whatever it is where like, there was an expense reflected, I think, on the income statement related to that million dollars. And when they were doing the audit, they were like, you were paid, a million dollars was paid out of this business to an employee of the business. But when we trace it back to who was paid for this, we find that the company actually belongs to the owner of this of the business. And we haven't seen him included in his tax returns. So I think that's how they caught him for 2015. That's my assessment. <laughs> the point here is now the punishment is this is 36 months in, in prison and three years in prison is what he gets, which I actually think was pretty light, but he's getting charged with basically tax evasion because he intentionally evaded paying taxes. And then he's getting charged for not filing a tax return for 2014. Wow. So those are the, those are the penalties and, and that is the situation on this. So what are your thoughts? You know, I think it is very interesting. And even as you were telling the story, like, some people may say, oh, my gosh, like, you know, that's just outrageous. Listen. But I was at like right now we're in Las Vegas right now. We're at the QuickBooks conference. And I was earlier. I was talking to some of my friends at the conference that they all they do is they specialize in tax support. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we were talking about is like 
there is a ton of advice being given on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram. Yeah. Some of it's on LinkedIn. That is bad tax advice. Even like going to some of these conferences, these people are giving these tax strategies. And as you were explaining it, I'm just like, oh my gosh. I have we were talking about that last <laughs> night because like one of the things that people talk about sometimes is like, oh, here's a here's how you can get, you know your business to pay for your house oh, and it be yeah. tax free oh, is yeah. you set up this type of Ooh. entity and then you get the business to pay this entity and then you can pay your mortgage through this one because you can put the business and it's like i've heard people explain this tax strategy that's right and then we were just talking about like in knowing it like as cpas we look through and we can tell like okay there's your gap that's that's if you do it the way they described it right like without the very, very, very qualified people yeah. who can actually really know what they're doing and yeah. make sure it all the all the T's across, all the yeah. I's are dotted. Right. Like you're gonna end up in a tax evasion issue. Like this guy, like someone should have told them like, hey, this is gonna draw a red flag. Now, when you talked about like the payrolls, like when you were, and this is something I think a lot of business owners don't understand. It's like, when you actually submit your tax return, let's say you say, hey, we paid these employees. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've been filing, you know, your payroll taxes, you have to file a form 941. Mm -hmm. So then what all the IRS has to do is go find the 941 that is attached to this business's EIN number. Right. Does the number on those 941s match the number that's in their tax return? Yeah. And that one can be just programmed into the system. Right. And then if it doesn't match, it's going to pop up as a red flag. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that guy didn't report the million dollars on his 941 as payroll income. Yes, so he didn't pay payroll taxes on it. Yes, so actually, he actually that that's another thing they charge him for falsifying tax documents. <laughs> because I think what he did is I don't know maybe he categorized the million dollars as something else, like as another type of expense, so he didn't have to pay payroll taxes on it, or <laughs> and then excluded it from the 941. That's a potential, but no, I mean I was. I was just like, that's actually now that you mentioned it, I'm like, yeah, there have been a lot of, I've seen a lot of content on social media lately where people are like, yeah, you can have your business pay for your house. You can have your business pay for your car and all that stuff. And I'm like, guys, if you are not using this stuff for the business, this is already like immediately a red flag and the yeah. whole using it for the business, there are rules against what or uh, that go towards what using something for the business actually means if you are vacationing there one <laughs> one month out of a year that is not a business property right so it's just like being able to really understand like are you truly covered within some of these advices that you're being given and i think yeah. really more importantly i think another thing to pay attention to that i was thinking about is that 2014 period because he didn't get charged for anything else it was just 2014. Mm -hmm. and 2014 and then the 2015 of course the personal income thing mm -hmm. but for 2014 one of the things that i thought about as i was reading that was like he probably didn't think that the irs knew he existed my thought was maybe he started <laughs> this business in 2014 because it seems like he did everything else correctly maybe he started the business in 2014 he's like yeah we're just getting started i'll pay taxes later and just never did it but the other thing you have to realize is when you register your business when you do the when you get the EIN number, the tax ID number, whatever it is for your company, like 
the government knows you exist. Like you are a business now. So they can probably go back and look and say, okay, his business started, this is an example. His business started in 2013. You want to tell me he had no taxable income in 2014? Because <laughs> I think you get, yeah, you, he had no taxable income. He didn't file a tax return. Like does that doesn't sound shady to you. So like, I think those kind of things are, it's important to be able to connect the dots and realize mm -hmm. that the dots are always connected. And then yeah. I think specifically for even like, how could an accountant have prevented this? The person that did his taxes, because it doesn't mention if he did it himself or if there was someone else managing that. But it's just like if you're doing both the personal tax return and the business tax return for this person, you need to kind of be able to correlate and say, OK, these business, these expenses were related to this person's personal yeah. finances. Are they reflected in this tax return? Is what this person is telling me mm -hmm. actually aligned with what the business is doing? Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to work with the right person, because mm -hmm. If it was me, I would have been like, there's no way you're going to get away with this. Yeah. Right. And be like, OK, please go to somebody else <laughs> because I'm not going to be affiliated with this kind of behavior. But I mean, that is something a good tax accountant should have been able to cross reference and tell him, hey, you're going to get away with this. Yeah. And it sounds like it was done correctly. So maybe he got an accountant after that. But just also understanding that there's a seven years, a seven year period, right? Where the IRS Yeah, has... I believe it. I mean, because like you said, this happened in 2014. At yeah. the time this yeah. case was decided, it was what? 2021. 20, 20, so it was right <laughs> at the, it was right at the edge of that, that seven year uh, grace mm -hmm. or seven year period where they can go back and mm -hmm. audit stuff. So can you imagine like thinking you got away with something and people being like, well, oops, no, you didn't. <laughs> You did not you know, pay the, other, the other interesting thing is because the 36 months is just that's just the case that happened at the federal level. That's true. That so doesn't include the state, you know, yeah. the state the level local, and or yeah. you know, depending on what's what you know what what state he lives in, right. maybe there's a county and a city level yeah. taxes yeah. that are involved to yeah. where like if this guy was, you know, supposedly this million dollars was payroll. Usually you have to pay federal taxes. You have to pay state or local taxes That's on true. payroll and That's stuff true. to where like 36 months may be the federal penalty he got, yeah. but yeah. there may be even more penalties that come at the state level to where yeah. I'm just like, you know what? It does not pay to have sloppy tax strategy. And, and I know a lot of people are like, you know, I just don't want to pay taxes. I'm just like, well, you want to make sure that you don't do it in a sloppy way or mm -hmm. that, you know, you find yourself in like in this guy's situation because he probably he probably heard some tax advice from someone of how you can set up an entity and you can do this. Like I said, for a lot of people who are just yeah. like, hey, I write off all my vacations on my yes. taxes. And one of the critical things about it, because like I said, we were talking to, I was talking to, to some of the guys last night as we were talking about this is one of the very key things that irs really put in the language was you know a one of the i guess you say the litmus test is is this a ordinary and necessary mm. expense related to your business uh, necessary is, is subjective it is subjective yeah. but when it just becomes very obvious that hey you don't really this, this. the nature of this business does yeah. not require to pay for your mortgage, you like, don't need a you don't need a penthouse house in uh, Columbia um, as part of your business that's based in Tennessee. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with a five hundred thousand dollar penthouse or whatever in Columbia and mm -hmm. Medellin, Columbia? Like, you don't need that. So that's definitely not necessary. But I think yeah. at the end of the day, I think that's why it's so important because it is really not the hassle. It's not worth the hassle to have to go through these processes. 
just do things right and do it right the first time. And it's different if you make a mistake and mm -hmm. like you, you have, um, you've taken actions to correct it because he could have worried well if he actually filed and went with an accountant in 2015 and he truly was, you know, trying to do things better. He could have just been like, Hey, can you take a look at my 2014 tax returns or had it mm. filed this? Is this going to be a problem? Yeah. Like if he asked an accountant, a tax account, someone a problem, like, yeah, you probably want to go ahead and pay taxes on that because and he could have gotten on the payment plan. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He could, have, he could have corrected it with the IRS and just like, Hey, we know that we made this issue. Let's get on a payment plan right. and let's pay it down over time. Right. And that way, because I do think is when you find yourself in a situation like that, if you've been guilty of a tax related crime, mm -hmm. it does put limitations on other types of businesses that you can start after it, or it puts limitations on the type of financing you can apply for. Let's say if he comes out, you know, 36 months from now, he wants to start a new business and he wants to go to the bank and apply for a mm -hmm. loan. If that pops up in the bank's check that you've gone to jail for tax, tax evasion, evasion and tax fraud, like the bank that may look negatively against you right. and that guy may not get the loan. So, right. I mean, I'm just like, there's so many ramifications of it. I mean, we can talk for days about this, yes. but, um, but yeah, so those are my general thoughts on that <laughs> one. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't have any other thoughts. I think that was one of the ones where I was just like, man, it resonated with me because of that warranty call. And I was like, man, <laughs> this dude made, he probably made over 30 million for you to pay yourself a million dollar salary. You probably, he was making probably, I think they said $30 million a year. Oh, wow. I mean, from auto warranty calls. Wow. So somebody I mean, that, that, that was probably his revenue number. So he probably still, didn't keep all of it, but still, still thirty million like, dollars yeah. in revenue from you calling and disturbing people every single, every five <laughs> minutes. Like, Oh, do you have an auto warranty for your car? I'm like, I don't need an auto warranty every at least once maybe three times a week i get a call on yeah. that and then so i'm like listen that's money right there okay 30 million dollars well but thank you guys so much for tuning in until next time <laughs>